more people every day are ditching animal products, embracing plant-based foods, and speaking up for what matters. With my experience as an international instructor for vegan nutrition and an award-winning author, I interview experts, innovators, and celebrities about the global movement towards a plant-based future. Do you want to learn how to combat the injustice in our food system affecting your health, the animals, and the planet? Well, you're in the right place. It all starts here with eating like you give a damn. Welcome to the Eating Like You Give a Damn podcast, the place to discover your passion for plant-based living one bite at a time. I'm your host, Stephanie Harder. This is an episode unlike any other, because today's celebrity guest is pretty new to the plant-based scene. You're going to love getting a taste of what it's like for this bachelor to navigate the twists and turns of choosing foods that align with what he values, and his journey has only just begun. Circumstances in life don't always allow us to do a 180 on our old preferences and habits, but knowing why it's important to you and growing in a deeper awareness of the impacts of those choices is what makes this a unique journey for each of us as we become faced with some unique and difficult challenges around food which is something my buddy William Hung was excited to discuss with me in this chat. Recognize the name? Well, here's why. After his American Idol audition, William Hung's rendition of She Bangs became famous around the world, but for all the wrong reasons. Despite a rather humbling start, William redeemed himself. He has since appeared on Jimmy Kimmel Live and The Ellen DeGeneres Show and even performed live with Ricky Martin in Las Vegas. Born in Hong Kong and now residing in Los Angeles, William has spent the last few years studying the world's top performers and public speakers to uncover their secrets to success. Using what he discovered, he skyrocketed his first studio album, Inspiration, to number one on the independent billboard charts. His latest TEDx talk has already been viewed by over 35,000 people in less than 30 days. Today, William is the author of the book, Champion by Choice, and he helps purpose-driven business owners uncover their unique message and leverage it through public speaking to sell out their stages, webinars, and live streams. In this chat, we talk about how William sees what he eats as a determining factor to his success and performance in his business, why his health is the biggest motivator for change, and what inspired him to start thinking differently about his food choices. Oh, and I'm really excited for you to hear that one. How he manages to maintain about an 80% healthy plant-based diet today when he doesn't cook at home, and he shares his vision of a plant-based future, plus some valuable wisdom from one aspiring vegan to another. Before we get in on the goods with William, I want to plug in a message here for Vegan Health Coaches. With the rise in awareness about the impacts of our food choices, plant-based health and wellness coaches are in high demand. The problem is that once you graduate, you're full of nutrition knowledge and are fueled up to help people overcome some major life and health challenges. 
but you don't know how to get started in your coaching business to achieve the kind of freedom and impact and income that you want. So I created a group where plant-based coaches can learn how to launch and grow a business that serves more people into their wellness while creating a huge impact for families, animals, and the planet. Go to eatinglikeyougiveadamn.com forward slash coaching to learn more. Here to entertain and inspire you on your plant-based journey, here's William Hung. All right, I'm super excited to welcome William Hung to the show. What's up, William? Oh, hi, Stephanie. I'm so excited. <laughs> Dude, I'm so excited to talk to you on the show because I know that since we first met at PodFest a couple of years ago and you know, we just started developing a friendship and been talking regularly, I've been thinking about like since um since you started letting me know just within the past couple of months that you were transitioning your diet. You left a couple of posts on Facebook. I was like, oh, I need to talk to William. So <laughs> yeah, so this is a little bit of a different conversation for listeners to hear because you have pretty much just started the transition of implementing some dietary changes. And I'm excited oh, to yeah. kind of, yeah, we haven't, you and I haven't talked about it. And in any of the times that we've talked on the phone or anything, but like, that's why I really wanted to capture this and uh, get listeners to kind of get a sneak peek, you know, so that way you can inspire more people that have just started this journey for themselves too. So, yes. yeah. So, so let's kick that off. Um, well, first I, I, you know, I introduced you in the bio in the beginning that you didn't get to hear yet, but uh, so people remember who you are, but tell us, you know, the, the brief version of, you know, who you are and, and why most people in America know who you are. I auditioned for American Idol 15 years ago, back in 2004. Uh, I sang the song She Bangs by Ricky Martin, and then it became famous for all the wrong reasons. Mm -hmm. Simon, asked, Simon did not like it. He said, you can't sing, you can't dance. So what do you want me to say? I said, I already gave my best. I have no regrets at all. Paula said, good for you. That's the best attitude yet. I said, I had no professional training. And Simon goes, no. Well, that's the surprise of the century. <laughs> wow. And so I know that that was, you know, a, a difficult experience for you at the time to hear that. But your, you know, your reaction to that moment, you know, you had a, a very important choice to make in that very moment. And tell us about that choice that you made and where that's led you to, all the opportunities that that's opened up for you. It's unbelievable. I, I just thought at the time I wanted to stay positive. I didn't feel the need to be angry or upset at the judges. But little did I know that would lead to getting album recording opportunities, performing all over the world, and now speaking all over the world. It's, it's unbelievable. That really is unbelievable. And, and of course, because now that you are, um, you know, officially a professional speaker and you're going around and, and utilizing this experience of yours in your life to inspire more people, that's how you and I met, you yes. know, you, uh, yeah. So you came from California out here to Florida for PodFest a couple of years ago. And, uh, and we actually, we first met at the cocktail party yes. <laughs> the night before you were supposed to speak. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and we just connected then. And then I got to see you speak on stage after that. And I was just like, man, 
I'm a diehard fan because you, you know, you're, you're very inspirational. You uh, tend to tap into an emotion within people that, that most people have a hard time dealing with. And I love that, that you speak about it and now you have a book out about it, you know, and it's, you know, helping so many people to kind of pull back on these fears that we have, you know, that kind of hold us back from being who we want to be in life and following the path that we in our hearts really want to follow. Uh, but we have all these fears that are holding us back, right? So this is this is what you're doing now. And I love that. Yes. Yes. I, I, I really am great, grateful for these opportunities. Yeah. So, but of course, we're called Eating Like You Give a Damn. So I, I'm really, really excited to to find out because this is something you and I haven't really talked about yet, how you grew up, you know, what your background is, like what your family life was like, you know, as far as food is concerned, because food is a very cultural experience for all of us. So what were you normally eating? And then, and then kind of lead us into that moment where you kind of had this, like an awakening to start maybe making a few changes. I grew up in Hong Kong with my parents and the the food in Hong Kong is really delicious, very multicultural. You could eat just about anything you want uh, if money is not an issue for you. <laughs> From the most luxurious to the to the most common uh, food you can find uh, on the streets, uh, but it wasn't healthy. Uh, and both both my parents have diabetes. My mom's diabetes is worse than my dad's. And I'm scared to get diabetes myself before the age of 40. Type 2 diabetes, right? That's right. So even then, I didn't feel that co too compelled to make a change until like this year, like not too long ago, maybe like three to six, three months ago, because I just thought, you know what? I got what, like my mom's philosophy is that she always tell me, you only got one life to live. Who cares? <laughs> so she would eat all the unhealthy, most unhealthy food you could think of. The barbecue pork, the roasted pork, uh, the, the fat, the noodles with the fat, fat, really fatty oils and all that. It's delicious, but you know it's not good for you. <laughs> right. Yeah. So that's, that's that. So, so I would say three months ago, uh, I actually came across your book on Kindle. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah, so I read through it and somehow I was so inspired because, because uh, after I read your book, I mean, I'm not someone that just, you know, take advice from one person very easily. So, but after I read your book, what I did was I Googled, I did some research myself and I realized, wow, eating more fruits and vegetables has to be good for you. There, there is no dispute on that one. Wow. And that's so cool. I mean, I, I didn't mean to for this to sound like, you know, like a testimonial by having you come on. But I know that you <laughs> read my book and you reached out to me and you were just like, yeah, I read your book. And I was like, OK, well, what what did you think? What was kind of if you had to sum it up in a couple of words, what what would you say that you got out of the whole experience of reading it? Because you were the first that I heard that I knew of that actually read it from cover to cover as soon as it came out. And you wrote back to me. I remember vegan is possible and vegan is necessary. And I thought, wow, yes, that's incredible. So, so tell me more about that. So, when you you had that that thought, when you're talking about like vegan is possible and it's necessary, wh what do you mean by that? I, I feel that the world will tra will transition into into the into the the, the vegan 
I, I, even the last two years, I, I see more vegan restaurants and choices in uh, everywhere. So I could, I could see it uh, becoming the norm mm -hmm. instead of the exception. Yeah. Well, I truly have that vision too. And it's so cool to see, you know, somebody who like you, you weren't really thinking about it or aware of it really as far as how it could apply to your life and until, you know, you read something that inspired you to start thinking that way. So that's cool. So tell us a little yeah. bit about this, this emotional impact that it had on you, right? Because I really want to get down to when it comes to implementing change in our lives to do something different than we've always done or known before, there's usually an emotional connection to why that is. So when you're talking about like your parents and both of them having type 2 diabetes, is, is, is that the emotional connection for you to, to start implementing these dietary changes for yourself? That's part of it. Uh, another part of it is I remember I took a karate class a, a while ago <laughs> and I met one of my friends and she said, you are what you eat. And, and back then I didn't, I didn't think much of it. I really didn't, I didn't feel like, oh, this is something, this is true. I should care about this. Maybe, maybe she is right. But I, but I think that, that my life, uh, you know, before I made these changes, I feel like the, the momentum of, of my life, uh, is in charge. Someone, it's almost like someone else is in charge of my life instead of myself. Mm. I would get out of work, get out of my, my, my day, my, my daily life, feel like, feeling like a zombie. And I wonder why, um. why is that? So I feel like, okay, this year, something has to change because if it, does, if it doesn't change, I'm not going to be successful. I'm, I'm not going to be as successful as I, as I need to be. I'm not going to be as productive as I need to be. So everything I can do to give myself that edge. I'm going to take it. <laughs> sure. Okay. So now, uh, now this was probably what in April. That's when my my book came out on Kindle, and so since yeah. April, and now we're we're talking in September, and this is 2019 for anybody listening in the future. Yes. Uh -huh. But now, so that's a short span of time that you've started to make these changes, and I know that you travel a lot. Right. So yeah. how has that been difficult for you? And have you reached out to any other resources or looked for any other resources to kind of help you along that path? Yeah, it, 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 it hasn't. It has, I would not say it's not. It hasn't been easy uh, to 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 go 100 percent vegan. Mm -hmm. I haven't done it yet. I don't mind being very upfront about it, but I'm very grateful that, that I'm on the right path. That may, I would, when people ask me, am I, am I really vegan? The answer is no, because strictly speaking, vegan, vegan means you cannot have any meat. You cannot have any cheese, no diary, nothing. So I would say maybe I'm 80% of the way there. That's really huge. Yeah. By being very conscious mm -hmm. of, of uh, what I put into my body, what to put, to put into my mouth, I know I have a choice. <laughs> Uh, so, so that's, so, you know, even though if I, I couldn't avoid some oils and some, some dairies from time to time, you know, some locations I travel to are rural places, very hard, very, almost impossible to not, not eat meat there. Mm -hmm. But, you know, and then some, and other times in my life, I feel like, you know, w once a weekend, I, I, maybe I allow myself to have chicken and seafood, you know, still being very health conscious about it. 
uh, the other the other thing uh, in terms of like stories that change uh, that trigger my emotion, one of my uh, close friends, she uh, she struggled with her health recently. Uh, she was she was having like like heart uh, heart issues. Like she, she told me like her heart would beat really fast. Uh, she's she's uh, she's stressed out. She's like a mortgage uh, le- le- uh, bank mortgage lender or consultant, whatever. Uh, and, and but that worried me. It's like, oh my god, I, I, uh, are you going to be okay? Am I going to end up seeing you at an emergency room or something? That worries me. And, it's, and she told me, and she told me from that point, she changed her diet too. <laughs> Maybe she, she she got inspired by me. She she could she, she could not go full vegan. But she loves the vegan ramen at her local restaurant. So and she tried. So she told me that she's going vegan like five days a week, only going seafood on the weekend. So yeah, so we're on a similar path because we are worried about our health. Yeah, and that's so exciting to hear too. That you know that you are able to inspire people just because of the you know the changes that you've implemented for yourself too, and that's really powerful. I think the whole world is starting to wake up and starting to really make that correlation between what we're eating and how it makes us feel and then what it progresses to yes. later on in life as far as disease and, and certain disability and, and things like that. So yeah, it's great that you made that connection and that's the thing that's really pulling you in. And I know one of the things that I explain the difference of in my book is specifically between uh, like plant-based and vegan, right? So on the vegan route, where we're more mindful and thinking about causing less harm to animals as a whole, right? So we find ourselves on this path of making dietary changes. And then it kind of rolls into when we're not feeling so overwhelmed with changing our dietary habits, which is very, you know, stressful for a lot of people in the first place. We have, we've built up these habits, you know, our whole lives. That's all we've ever known. So when we start making those changes to remove dairy, eggs, and meat from our our lifestyle, then we start to think about, you know, some of the other choices that we make on a regular basis that affect animals too. And and then also the environment, right? And then with plant-based, typically most people are first concerned for health and Yes. And then oftentimes by making those changes and feeling just how great it feels in their body to make those changes, then they start actually thinking yes. about, oh, maybe this is good for animals and the environment too. So, you know, so right, they, right. yeah, so they go hand in hand and I, and I love that. So I'm just curious because you resonate with the term vegan instead of using plant-based. I'm just curious, you know, is, is that any of your motivation at all? To- well, well, I mean, I, I'm well. I'm I'm glad I'm glad that that I'm contributing to to the to the solution to the better world yeah. that we, that you know the transition. But I would say my primary thought, the first thought that comes to my mind is definitely my health first. Uh, I it still feels bad that that I have to stop eating those the barbecue porks, uh, the the roasted porks uh, from from you know in, sometimes sometimes with, the, with my Filipino friends, but. I'm okay giving it up for but for the long term, because because uh, I realized that after before I talked to you today, I also did some journaling, did some meditation. It's like you know how many times and do I want to allow myself to cheat on my diet? Because because at the end of the day, when you when I cheat on my diet, all I'm cheating is myself. Mm, that's a really big distinction there. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. So then, tell us like. 
how food makes you feel, right? Because then it sounds like there's like an emotional connection there. You're relating, you know, what you're putting into your body as to how that's going to impact you on the the level of your health and how you can perform in your day to day. And, you know, it affects your mindset on some level. So take us through that experience of how it makes you feel when you quote unquote cheat on your diet. Does it, (laughs) do you feel heavy? Do you feel like kind of icky or, you know, What's going on there? Uh, well, it depends on what level uh, I'm cheating on my diet. <laughs> uh, it depends on what I am eating. Uh, I think seafood, if it's not too heavy, I feel okay about it. But when I have that heavy meal, I remember uh, not too long ago, I, I decided, okay, let's have a free day. I'm going to have this huge Thai curry, crab and shrimp and seafood. But I didn't feel good afterwards because it's too heavy. Mm. The oil, the, the ingredients they use, probably not good for me. Uh, and I regretted that one. Even though when I was eating it, I felt like a king. Afterwards, I felt like, a you know, why did I do that to myself? <laughs> yeah, I know we've all experienced that feeling for sure. <laughs> yeah. So then since health is such a huge priority to you, right? Yes. Have, you know, since, since just these past few months, since you've read my book and you've started making certain changes, have you found any other resources like any films or any other books, or have you sought out some information from maybe some doctors that advocate for a plant-based lifestyle that have, you know, kind of helped open up some more avenues for you to learn how to eat more, like say whole food plant-based for your health? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I actually watched some additional TED Talks on this. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I also like like went went on the the World Health Organization website to verify some of the things you wrote in the book. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they, they are they are they are very accurate. Like you know, there, there's no there's no doubt that eating red meat would be really bad for you long term. Mm-hmm. So I'm already cutting out that immediately, and then really minimize the the other kinds of meat I'm eating. Gotcha. Okay, very cool. Now, what about friends and family? So since you've started making these changes, like when you're with your friends and family, have you had any of those experiences yet where maybe you're getting a little bit of pushback from from people who have always known you to eat one way and then now you're eating a little bit differently? Oh, for sure. I think the biggest pushback I get is from my mom. Uh-oh. My, 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 yeah, because my mom is like, because she, she knows that when I, when, when I was growing up, I eat whatever she ate, right? Mm-hmm. Healthy, unhealthy, everything in between. And then the last couple of months when I made this change, it's like, William, why are you so strict? How come you can't have the monthly meal with us anymore at the boiling crab? I said, I, I'm committed to this. I'm doing this for the long term. I, I treat you to a meal. It's not a big deal. I, but it'll be cafe gratitude or somewhere vegan. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that's the hardest. That's the hardest one, but but, but I I'm definitely committed to it. Yes, even even though I'm not perfect, I'm still gonna strive to get to that point. Mm-hmm. Well, that's really cool to hear. So you know, for you to to even really want to strive to get to that point, it's 
that means it's really important to you. This is an important issue to yeah. you. And that's really cool. That's very cool to hear. And of yeah. course, that benefits everyone too. So that's why I, that's personally why I really love hearing that, you know, anytime that somebody is on that continuum, because they kind of see the vision of, you know, whether it relates to health, whether it relates to the environment, whether they have the empathy yeah. for, you know, the, the animals. I mean, there's just so many ways that everybody as a whole can be benefited by just one person saying, you know what, this is the path that I'm following. And so, and of course, knowing that it's going to be great for your health too. I just love hearing that. Yeah, it really needs to come from internal motivation. So, like, like I said, the biggest thing is that I am, I, I, do, I do not want to have another day wake, waking up and walking like a zombie. I'm saying that, that, that when, you, when, you, when I make a big change uh, in life like this, it needs to come from internal motivation. It's, mm -hmm. I'm not doing it to impress anybody. Yeah, that's huge. So when you say waking up and being like a zombie, do you sort of mean like we we tend to follow our culture and our traditions and we're very emotionally tied to those things to the point where a lot of times we're not actively thinking about our choices. We're not thinking about maybe what the end result could be from those choices because we've just been inundated with so much from our external world that we forget yeah. to go internal and ask questions, ask important questions like why do I do certain things? Why do I have certain habits? Yes. Yeah. So it sounds like you really know the key is, is, to, is to go inside and find out what's important to you on the human personal level. What's important to like, like for me, it'd be like, what's important to Stephanie for you? What's important to William? You know, and just kind of go inside yeah. and ask those questions. Yeah, that's good. The other thought that came to my mind is like, I, right now, I work for the public health department, and and this and I'm, and the other the other co-workers, I you know not all of them obviously, but a lot of them, you could tell they are dragging. Mm. They're like, oh, is it Friday yet? You could tell the posture, the way they walk. It's like it's like okay, that's that's not right. Considering that we work for public health, we should know more, we should be healthy. We should be examples, right? right. How, how, we can't be like that. <laughs> wow. So then, what's the food culture like over there, and in, in the with the company that you're working for? Uh, well, uh, you know, so, some people are, are pretty good. They're really health conscious, but you, you, some people they don't care too much. So that's something. Hopefully, you know, those other people would would uh, consider changing gradually. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's not going to happen overnight. But it, like, like even for my dad. My dad actually made some really good changes. He also he was also like everybody else, but he he's determined to eat more fruits and vegetables. So he so what he does is like every lunch he have that fruit salad every single lunch. Uh, every every uh, night maybe he, he alternates between the veggies and the fish, but he's already making big changes. I think that's so incredible to hear too. You know, there's this idea that a lot of people seem to have when they hear about uh, making dietary changes, they immediately think that they're going to be missing out on something and that there's going to be lack in their life. And it sounds like your dad has really hit on this important key that it's more about bringing more healthy food in. And naturally, right. that ends up crowding out some of the things that are not serving our body to its full potential. So yes, that's really great to hear from your dad. Now, How's your dad feeling like since he started making this, these adjustments, like, has he, has he told you that it's affecting him like physically in some way? 
Uh, well, I, 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 he hasn't told me, but I see a big difference between my dad and my mom. My dad walks up, uh, like spray all, on pretty much all the time. He, 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 uh, he's very, he's very, uh, purpose driven. Even though, he, like for example, even for his job, he doesn't, he doesn't love his job, but, but he, but he, he feel, but he still feels like, he told me like uh, I'm much better off having a job than sitting at home doing nothing. Mm. That's why am I doing if I'm staying at home? So I could tell that that he's very like like active. Like he's also traveling uh, more recently. Uh, so yeah, he's doing uh, the the things that he wants to do because of that extra energy. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, what about for you? Have you noticed any shifts in your energy since you started implementing these changes? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I I feel that I'm accomplishing more each day. And the funny thing is that is that somehow with, with you know with combination of everything else, right? It's not just the nutrition, but it's also the nutrition plus the mindset plus the mentoring, everything else going together. Mm-hmm. That's when I feel like now I'm taking more inspired action each day. It's not about necessarily. I'm, we always work hard. Right? It's not so. It's not. It's not necessarily working harder because we only have so much time. Everybody has the same right. amount of time. But it's about making more of the time that you have. Yeah, I love that. That's really awesome. Now, take us through what a typical day looks like. You know, your typical morning. You know what you're having for breakfast. Maybe what a snack is. Lunch, dinner, dessert. Let us know what you're eating right now. Okay, sure. So my 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 breakfast, you uh, could could be like an apple, could be like a like a walnut tart. Uh, in the, it it depends. Uh, but I want to add uh, soy milk into it. So I I just bought some soy milk oh, from the market, okay. and then yeah, and then the snacks. Uh, I also uh, have some fruits like bananas. I love fruits. And then the lunch, I usually uh, go to some vegan place or vegetarian place. Uh, even though uh, soup plantation is not vegan, I love soup plantation. <laughs> <laughs> that's my that's one of my favorites. So soup plantation, they have the you know you have choices, right? You don't have to eat the 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 the, the really hot, high sugar refined cake. You could eat the edamames, the beets, the the uh, the garbanzo beans all the good stuff that you need mm. in your body. So I really love meditation. Uh, and, and then dinner depends on how I feel. Sometimes I go out with my friends to go to like local vegan restaurant. Other times I might even skip if I feel very full for the day because one guilty pleasure that I, ha- I haven't given up yet is that pumpkin spice latte from Starbucks. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, that would be considered a guilty pleasure. <laughs> now, you know that you can yeah. veganize that though, right? Yeah, okay. I could, but it's but it's but in terms of health, it's still not right, ideal because it's still, yeah, it's still very high in calories and refined. Oh sugar. yeah, and chemicals galore, unfortunately. <laughs> well, well, yeah, well, yeah. Right. Okay, awesome. So then I know that after you and I started talking, when you finished reading the book, you posted something online talking about your new vegan lifestyle or the journey that you've just started for yourself, and you like special ordered some meals. I think it was from Vistro, right? That's right. You recommended it. I remember. Yes. I was so excited to see that too, because I haven't tried those meals yet, but I know that 
I've heard so many wonderful things that I just had to put in the book because I know that's an option for a lot of busy people, yes. particularly for uh, people that are on the go, people that don't have time to like prep food. And, and it's just a quick way to get those satisfying plant-based meals, right? Yes. What was your experience with that? How'd you like them? Overall, they are good. Uh, not every single dish is, is what I'm looking for, but most of them are really good. I, from the from the vegan mac and cheese to the to the new uh, jackfruit pozole that they have now, uh, most of the meals are really delicious. It, it, it feels good after mm. eating it. And that's the intangible thing, right? Because everybody's different. Like if you if you get some of the frozen, a lot of the frozen meals in the market, after I eat it, I don't feel good. I don't want to do ever yeah. do it again. But after eating the the whistle, the, the ingredients they use are good for you. Yeah, very cool. Is it safe to say you're not much of a home cook? Yes. <laughs> is that because is that you're you're living the bachelor life right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We got to find you a vegan girlfriend that'll cook for you. <laughs> 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 Listeners, I'm just saying, William's the yeah. catch. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to start a dating profile for you on the uh, on the eating like you give a damn yeah, podcast now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So, uh, so, so, tell me, like, what what are your favorite foods now um, that are vegan? Right, whether it's you know wholesome whole food plant based meals, or whether it's you know like right. your your vegan food that's maybe not super healthy, but like it just gives you that hit of satisfaction because you really wanted that comfort. What are your uh, favorite I, foods now? Uh, I love the buffalo cauliflower. Ooh, that's one of my favorites too. Yes. Uh, I also like some of the dishes from Reggie Grill. Uh, it, not all of them, some of them. Like uh, the one I had recently is, what was it called? I just had one recently. Oh, uh, zucchini noodles. That was really cool. They, they add just, just add just a little bit of the vegan uh, spicy sausage on top, uh, but they have the cherry tomatoes. It doesn't feel heavy. It feels really good eating it. That's cool. And I'm so jealous that you're, you know, you being in California and everything, you've got the veggie grill. You've got all those like amazing options over there in your neck of the woods, which yeah. is so cool. It's like a vegan Mecca, basically. And not just vegan, but they've got like yeah. everything, right? There's so much variety there. Yeah. Yeah, they do. That's so cool. They do. Yeah. What would you say is the most common question that you get from people now since people that have known you for so long, you know, to eat one way and now that you've recently made this shift, you know, they see that you're doing something different. What's like the most common question they're asking you? The number one question is, what made you decide to go vegan? Mm. And what's your answer? My answer is that, is that uh, I'm worried about my long-term health. Uh, both of my parents have diabetes. And I don't want to have diabetes uh, at, uh, at all, hopefully. At least not by the age of 40. Uh, because because uh, that's, that's a scary thought. That's been in the back of my mind every day. Wow. If that's something that's on your mind every single day, I can only imagine how heavy that feels carrying that forward. So this must feel like, you know, that you've found your way towards living a healthier lifestyle, almost like a weight kind of lifted from your shoulders from this day-to-day -day thought, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, I, and, and the other, so the other thing I want to address, uh, bring up to the listeners uh, benefit here is that just because you're vegan doesn't mean you're healthy because there's a difference. Mm -hmm. Right. Just because you're vegan doesn't mean you can start eating a bunch of chocolate and refined sugars, you know, and mess up your life. 
So there's something that you still got to be really conscious about. Yeah, absolutely. So tell us a little bit about how you're being conscious of that specifically, because I know that one of the big challenges that some people particularly face when they first start thinking, right? Not not really doing, but when they're thinking about, ooh, should I start following the vegan path or just start living a more plant-based or healthier lifestyle? They start thinking about first the things that they're going to miss out on, but second, you know, nutrition, right? They're worried about you know, where do I get my protein? What about, you know, iron and calcium? What about B12? You know, all of these things. So is that something that you have addressed for yourself where you're really starting to pay attention to like your nutrition more so than you used to? Yeah, for sure. Like, like the, the, I, I, I would say the other, the other things I'm doing fine. Like I don't have to micromanage like things like, like having fruits uh, and getting my vitamin C's. But the big one is actually omega-3 for me. Like, that's the thing I do. Like, so how do I find that? I find that through walnuts. I find that through garbanzo beans, kidney beans, uh, and the mommies. So those are the, so that's something I'm conscious. Like, okay, I need to have those things or I need to, you know, have chia seeds, you know, find a way to get that, get, get that in, uh, nutrient that I need. Fantastic. That's, that's really good to hear. Okay. So, so, and if, of course, as far as nutrition is concerned, there's like this, wide spectrum of, of foods, right? That, that usually, like, I know that yeah. back 10 years ago when I first looked at the fridge and I was just like, I am not eating meat anymore. I have no idea what I'm going to eat. But I have no <laughs> idea like where I'm going to get my, my nutrients or my protein. Cause I've always been taught that's where I was supposed to get my nutrients from. Right. Most people immediately go to this mindset of like, you know, they're, they're lacking something. Right. And and it sounds like you have uncovered that there's abundance. There's an abundance of plant-based foods that maybe you just weren't aware of before that yeah, that's true. cover the spectrum of nutrition, like, you know, more so than, than somebody who typically would eat meat, dairy, and eggs like three times every single day. Yeah, right, right. So uh, what are some final thoughts or words of wisdom that you have for listeners? Don't try to change overnight. Uh, because, because, because I, I started going like, like vegan meals, like, like completely and I couldn't stick to it. Uh, and then, and then I, and then I went back and then forth, back and forth. So maybe start, start off small. If you're not comfortable with a big change, replace gradually, maybe one vegan meal every day, two vegan meals every day, gradually walk your way up there because that's what's working for me. And I think that would be easier to implement change like that instead of like suddenly, okay, no more beat. Yeah, that's really good. That's wise too. I know for me, it was a gradual shift as well as I continued to learn more too. So as far as continuing to learn more as you're following this path, are there any resources that you've come across that you would like to share with listeners that have been particularly helpful to you? Let's see. I would say the, the, the World Health Organization is pretty good. Your book is very good. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Uh, uh, and, and, and then uh, the, some of the TED Talks on, on, on vegan movement, uh, they, 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 I, I really like them because they, they, they also have their own perspective. Like, like, you know, some people are more focused on the animal rights. Other people are focused more on the health. I think health is, is, a, is a better starting point for, for having that starting the conversation about this movement. Because that's something that we all value. Even you know, deep inside of us, 
somehow we just need to bring it, communicate the right way, but we do care. So that's a good, so maybe this is a better starting point. I think that's really well said. That's really great. So then as we come to a close, tell us, William, like what you're doing now and who you work with and um, how people can connect with you and, and go deeper with you. Sure. Uh, I help purpose-driven business owners share their message so they can grow their business. And people can find me on willhung.com, W-I-L-L-H-U-N-G.com. People can also find me on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Perfect. It has been such a pleasure having you. I'm so excited that we got to have this conversation. And uh, I know I'll get to talk to you a little bit later on sometime. But uh, for now, thank you for joining us, William. You're welcome. That was William Hung, top-selling artist, author, and TEDx speaker. To learn more, visit his website at www.willhung.com. You can also follow him on Instagram and LinkedIn at William Hung Official. And when you do, be sure to tell him you heard about his plant power journey here on the Eating Like You Give a Damn podcast. If you liked what William had to say about my book and you want to grab a copy for yourself, visit eatinglikeyougiveadam.com forward slash book or easily search for The Skinny on Eating Like You Give a Damn online wherever books are sold. A portion of your investment goes towards the rescue and education efforts of Florida Rescue Farm. So thank you for your support. If you like this episode, be sure to hit that subscribe button so you're notified as soon as new episodes release. And come follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Eating Like You Give a Damn and join our group of rebels for recipes and support in your vegan-friendly journey at eatinglikeyougiveadam.com forward slash group. I appreciate you so much for tuning in today. And until next time... Veg on, Rebels.